For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patria, here on this wonderful Saturday morning. We got seven games to talk about. It's March 12th. Pretty interesting slate we have. A couple teams on the second end of a back-to-back. We have some injury news that we need to monitor. But as you know, we are going to talk all angles about who the replacement players might be. Who gets the boost in usage and who we want to target in DFS. So, uh, congrats to those who participated in the live final last night. Uh, looked like it was a pretty fun slate to do it on. Saw some some pretty familiar names in the business in there, as you will always see. I've been trying to get my handle on my computer situation out here. So, if you're wondering why I was not on that Wednesday show, it just completely, uh, lack of a better word, shit the bed on me. So... I got it going, though, for this show. Probably going to be going shopping this weekend. But nonetheless, we're going to dive into things. Quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Guys, come prop up with us this NBA season. Thrive is the number one daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. You choose 10 of 20 available player prop bets, build your lineup, each prop is assigned a fancy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of a prize pool. Thrive has over 50000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA and has awarded over $6 million so far. Use promo code ETHOS when you sign up today and receive a 100% instant first deposit match on up to $100. That is E-T-H-O-S. Download Thrive in the App Store. Play Store or visit their website at www.thrivefantasy.com. First game of the night, Cleveland Cavaliers traveling to Chicago, taking on the Bulls. Cleveland is on the second half of a back-to-back for the Bulls. we got some news to monitor. Lonzo has been ruled out. Patrick Williams remains out. Vucevic is probable, and Zach Levine is questionable. He missed that last practice, dealing with some knee soreness. Uh, Desumnu is probable as well. And as we know, Alex Caruso making his awaited return. He's questionable for this one. But if he doesn't play in this one, he looks like he's only a game or two behind. So expect him back in that lineup and expect him to take a pretty sizable role once he returns. He may be eased back in. But obviously, he's one of their best on-ball defenders. So I expect him to be pretty integrated pretty quickly. Uh, The game coming in at a 220 and a half game total. The Bulls are favored by two and a half points here. We'll start off here with Cleveland on the second half of that back-to-back. Jared Allen, Karis LeVert, both those guys remain out. Uh, And as we've been seeing, in the absence of Jared Allen, Evan Mobley has just been thriving. At least 45 DK points over the last three games, all in which he's had double-digit rebounds, which is the big factor in his value right here. Uh, He's only 7,500, has power forward and center eligibility. I mean, I love Mobley on this slate. I love Mobley as long as Jared Allen's out and he's under like 84 to 8,500. Uh, 80, we're getting a pretty discount at 75. So 
The rebounds become more plentiful and available for him. He's always going to be giving us those stocks, those defensive stats that we like. Shot attempts have been in the double digits for the past three games as well. I mean, how do you not like him? The matchup could be better. Um, it's still a fantastic matchup, but if Vooch for some reason happens to sit, it says he's probable now, uh, then obviously he gets a big boost knowing that we're going against Tristan Thompson in this one. But 7,500, he remains to be my favorite Cav. You have Markkinen coming in at 61, who's been drawing the start at power forward with Jared Allen out. At least 30 minutes in the past three games. Double-digit shot attempts and all those. The rebounds, they're like the opposite of Mobley. When Mobley, one of these guys is always going to have double-digit rebounds. That's what it comes down to. So I don't like playing these two guys alongside of each other. Uh, I think it's counterproductive, but I do think you could pivot off of Mobley if you'd like and look at marketing. It is a revenge matchup going against the team that drafted him, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he's been consistent. There's nothing else to say. Uh, I'd say he's averaging you know, close to about like that 34 to 37 DK mark over the past three. One game of a high of 41 and a half, the low is 26. So definitely a smart option and a wise option that we can go with. If you're not playing Mobley, I will have him. Uh, probably not going to go to Garland here at 92. We know Garland's upside. We know he can easily pay that off, but there's a lot of guards here in that 9K range, and there's one I have my eye on in particular. On to the Chicago side of things. If Levine's out, we could definitely go back to the well to Rosen, 9,500. We could expect the usage to increase. He's been consistent all season long where he's posting at least 40 DK points in pretty much every single matchup. He's averaging 44 on the season, coming off of a 55 against Detroit. Took 41 minutes and 25 shot attempts to get there. But if Levine's out, we can assure ourselves these shot attempts will be there. There's no doubt about it. And then Vooch coming in at 82. If he plays, this is a very, very fair price tag for Vooch. Uh, don't mind looking there one bit. There is one center for a little cheaper that I do like more. But those are the only two guys I'm really considering. If Vooch sits, we could look at Tristan Thompson. On to the next game. Minnesota traveling to Miami, taking on the heat here. We do not have an injury report at the moment. Got to keep our eye on that, see what's going on back-to-back -back for both teams. And then right now, Vegas has this coming in at a 226.5 game total. The Heat are being favored by 5.5 points. Start off here with Minnesota's Carl Anthony Towns, one of the top-priced players. 10-6, no thank you. Just going against Bam. It's kind of a rule of mine. I try not to target too many centers going against Bam out of bio. And then we got to keep an eye on what's going on with Anthony Edwards because it is a back-to-back. -back. We know he was dealing with that tendinopathy in his knee that cost him about four straight games. So I don't think I'll be paying the 7600 for Edwards. In all honesty, I don't think I'm really paying for anybody over here. But if Edwards were to sit, I think we go back to the well with uh, Malik Beasley. He's been consistently playing more than 30 minutes past two games. Shot attempts have been there. And he's basically making himself exclusively a three-point shooter. Uh, <laughs> there's no doubt about it at this point. Uh, over the past three games, he's taken 43 pointers. So at 4,800, if the shot's falling, he's going to be able to pay that off. He's probably the one guy that I have a little interest in, but I don't think I really need to go to this team too, too much. On the Miami side of the ball, there's definitely some options that we could take a look at. Jimmy Butler, 8-5, is probably my favorite spend up here. I, I mean, him and Bam, I think, are both fine options to go look at. Uh, Bam getting the great matchup going against Carly Anthony Towns, but again, he falls into that range of the Vooch. And the guy that we will get to in one of the later games, uh, I'll just go out and say it, it's Gobert. So he falls in that range of those three guys. I think they're all great price tags. It's just what matchup do I want to pick on the most? Um, if I had to rank them, I would probably say it goes Gobert and Vooch. This, this gets tough. Probably, uh, I'd probably go Vooch if he plays over and then bam. 
Other options on this team that we could look at, Tyler Hero, 7,400. There's no doubt about it. The kid's going to continue to get shot attempts, heavy minutes. Just the price tag feels a little bit too high for me, especially with Kyle Lowry back in the lineup. Oladipo slowly coming back. Obviously, we're not expecting Oladipo to eat into the minutes too much, uh, but it's another body in that rotation. He's more or less taking minutes from guys like Duncan Robinson and Struss, but not not crazy interested outside the two top dogs in, uh, in Jimmy and in Bam. Third game of the night, Indiana Pacers traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs. No injury report for the Spurs. Second half of back-to-back. Congrats to Coach Greg Popovich, now leading in all-time wins as a head coach. One of my favorite coaches. I think it's one of everybody's favorite coaches. Just has like a just a fun personality. Likes to joke with the players. One of my favorite memories of Coach Pop is doing the hack of Shaq on, uh, on Shaq really early in the game and just looking at him, smiling, giving him the thumbs up, seeing Shaq laugh because he was angry at first, and then once he saw Pop smiling and laughing, uh, he, he just kind of broke down and started giggling in the at the half-court mark. But uh, also a big advocate uh, for women's basketball, which is awesome to see. Congrats, Coach Pop. I know you're listening. Huge fan of the show, Coach Popovich, over there. Uh, but for the Pacers, Goga is questionable. Malcolm Brogdon dealing with the concussion. He has been ruled out. And then no TJ McConnell, Lance Stevenson, Miles Turner, TJ Warren, or Ricky Rubio. The game right now, 235.5 game total, has one of the highest, if not actually, I believe it is the highest game total on the slate. Spurs being favored by 5.5 points. We will start off here with Indiana. And we'll start off at the top with Halliburton at 9K. feels like it's an expensive price tag for him, but he is, in fact, that guard at 9K that I do like. As long as Malcolm Brogdon's off the floor, this dude has a floor of pretty much about 40 with a ceiling of closer to 55. Uh, I'm definitely interested in Halliburton. We've seen him even touch on 60 DK points a few times this season. Matchup's fine. I have no worries there. He averaged uh, 54 DK points against his team. It's only been one game, but he did it on 12-19 shooting. He's just a very versatile guard. You could play him at point guard and shooting guard, but the fact of the matter is that he can contribute across the board stats. He could possibly get a triple-double. We haven't seen many of them yet in his young career, but uh, he has that capability knowing that he can easily grab 10 boards. Uh, The assists are always going to be there. The points are always going to be there. The stock's generally there when we're talking about him. Guy's averaging 1.8 steals per game, and then he's getting close to a block per game for a guard. So, He's probably the guy from spending up on a 9K just for the floor, knowing that he has a similar ceiling to guys like Garland uh, that we've talked about and some other guards that we will get to at that price range. He's the guy I'm looking at. And then I don't mind taking stabs at the front court here, especially if Goga is ruled out. Uh, We'll definitely see Isaiah Jackson play his usual workload as long as he can stay out of foul trouble, and that's the big issue. But over the past three games, he's remained to stay out of foul trouble. He's put up 28 DK points or more in two out of those three. So I definitely have some interest in Jackson here at 5K. If you wanted to go to the Jalen Smith route, I would not fault you one bit there. Uh, Jalen Smith continues to be more consistent than Jackson. It's just he doesn't have this fantasy of a friendly game. Uh, but he's always good for double-doubles here and there, but he's not going to get you like the blocks and the steals as much. But very, very consistent player. At 5600 he's also $600 more. But I think both those guys are certainly in play. They're going to have to get their, uh, They're going to have to get their minutes tonight. Probably going to stay away from Brissett until I see some more consistent role from him in minutes. We've been seeing Jalen Smith kind of eat into those minutes. Uh, and then I also want to monitor like guys like Buddy Heald, who with no no Brogdon, the usage gets increased. We know the shot attempts will be there. 7,300 feels a little pricey. Uh, but he's posted at least 39 DK points in two out of the last three games. The minutes have been off the charts for him. 
at least 38 minutes in the last four games. So they're going to keep running this guy into the ground. And when we're talking about a high spread and high game total, the upside's there. There's no doubt about it. So a lot of pacer options that we could choose from on the other side of the ball. Looking at San Antonio. Murray coming in at 10-8. I don't think I'll be playing Murray. I think there's a few other spend-ups uh, I prefer. And, I mean, bottom line, it's just we don't have that much value. We can't really play two of these studs. Not yet. Not unless some value opens up. So we got to keep our eye on that. Uh, but I'll probably take a pass here on Murray, although he's consistently put up at least 52 DK points over the last five games. If you wanted to go that route, I wouldn't fault you one bit. Uh, I do think that the upside's there. I think the floor is always there with him. I just think I will go into a uh, little bit of a different direction. Um, looking at some of these other ancillary options, Devin Vassell coming in at 52. Uh, I don't mind Vassell. The ceiling's never all that high. The floor is never that high. So I don't usually get too many shares of him, but I do like this matchup for him. Uh, if anything, I think I might be, and this is something you don't hear me say often, I might be looking at Keldon Johnson here. Uh, you know, 6500 feels like it's not the, the best price tag. It's not the most comfortable price tag. But he is most certainly an option. And then keep your eye on guys like Josh Primo and Doug McDermott, Kata Bates Diop. If any of those guys or all those guys are ruled out, it would push Lonnie Walker into play at 43. And if that were to happen, I think Lonnie Walker would be my favorite play on this team. Fourth game of the night. Milwaukee Bucks traveling to Golden State, taking on the Warriors. Game's coming in at 234.5 game total. Bucks favored by only 1.5 points. For the Warriors, Draymond, Andre, Iguodala, Gary Payton, Otto Porter, James Wiseman, all ruled out. The Bucks, Pat Connaughton, George Hill, Brooke Lopez, they are it as well. We'll start off here with the Bucks, and we'll start off here with Giannis, as we should, at 12-2. He's my favorite stud to spend up on. Uh, it's very close. You can look at Jokic, it's only $200 difference, but Giannis has been on a tear, scoring at least 62 DK points, 60, we'll say 63, 62.75 DK points in four out of the last five games. He dropped almost 70 on them earlier in the season in t only 29 minutes, triple doubled. I mean, I just, I don't think the Warriors have the personnel. They just really don't. If Draymond was playing, things might be different. I'd probably be leaning more Jokic, but Kaminga's not going to be able to hang with him. Uh, it's just that simple. They just do not have the personnel. The three guys that would probably have the best chance at defending him uh, have all been ruled out. Now, they will have Otto Porter. I'm sorry, Otto Porter being one of those. Uh, Andre Iguodala being one of those. And Draymond Green being one of those. Even Gary Payton might be able to get a little frisky. Uh, but their best defensive options to try to guard Giannis have all been already ruled out. And I just don't see a, a chance in hell where they're going to be able to stick with him. The game's total is close, which is one of the things that we want to always monitor when we're playing Giannis. So sign me up. I'm, I mean, I'm good with paying that 12-2. Uh, and the thing is, like I said, I don't think you're going to be able to get multiple guys. Like, I don't see it really working out where I'm going to be able to get Giannis and DeJounte. So I'd rather just spend up, go with Giannis here. Other options that you could easily look at, you know, Drew Holiday, always in play. Didn't play in the last matchup that these teams faced off. Kind of aided in where Giannis got that triple-double. 7,900, I think I prefer some other options, some other guard options. And then the same thing with Chris Middleton at 7,800. I prefer him over Holiday. He's in play. Like, if I'm not getting Giannis, and maybe you're just going with the no-stud approach and hitting that mid-tier heart, that's probably when I would get some of these ancillary options, whether it's Holiday or Middleton. But one guy I think is in play regardless would be Grayson Allen. He's played at least 28 minutes over the last three games. This feels like one of those Grayson Allen-type matchups. In two out of the last three, he's put up at least 25 DK points. Uh, put up 28 on them earlier in the season on, in 27 minutes. He's just a pest defensively, and I expect him to see a majority of the time on a guy like Clay Thompson. So 
Uh, definitely one of the few value plays I do feel comfortable with on this slate. So at 3,900, he is in play for me. On the Golden State side of things, uh, I'm not playing Steph. 10K is a fantastic price tag for him. Now listen, I think he is the... I wouldn't say he's the pivot GPP spend-up, but according to my builds, that's kind of what it's coming down to right now is I will have some shares with him. He, he might be in one of those lineups, uh, probably in like, I don't know, two out of every 10 lineups, I'll probably have some Steph. And he'll be in that situation where, you know, I'm playing him, I'm, I'm running it back. It's not with Giannis, it's with Chris Middleton and maybe Grayson Allen getting good exposure to this game and those kinds of circumstances. Outside of him, though, Wiggins, Clay Thompson, only separated by about $100 at this point. Um, Wiggins is more consistent. I think Clay might have the higher upside because his shot just hasn't been falling all season. He hasn't looked like his old self. Uh, he has yet to shoot over 39% over the past four games. He had one good game against Portland, but also that is Portland. And outside of that, it's been mostly struggles from him. He's averaging about 30 DK points. We've talked about it time and time again. If you're going to beat this team, it's from the three-point line. If Clay's shot can fall, he's easily going to pay off that 7K price tag. It's just a bunch of if, and at the moment, the shot's falling at like a 30-something percent clip. So I just don't bank on it that it's going to happen, but it could. Uh, certainly a GPP option, just not really much of a cash game option. And then if you want to look at Kaminga at 4,600, I, I already said it, it is not the easiest matchup for him. I'm expecting him to actually kind of struggle a little bit, but there's going to be minutes to go around. Fifth game of the night, Toronto Raptors. Traveling to Denver, taking on the Nuggets. This game right now coming in at 224 and a half game total. Nuggets being favored by five and a half points. We'll go look at the uh, we'll look at the injury report. Raptors, second half of back to back, no injury report for them. For the Nuggets, Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, Zeke Naji, all questionable. Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. remain out. And then Bones Highland is probable. We'll start off here with Toronto. Couple of options that we could look at. I'm looking at Van Vliet, 8K. The only thing I'm concerned about is the second half of the back to back. He was dealing with that knee soreness and knee injury. A decent chance they could sit him on this one with it being the back to back, but if he suits up, 8K is just too cheap for Van Vliet. Guy routinely puts up 40 DK points. He has the upside for 50 to 55 pretty easily. We haven't seen it since he's been dealing with that knee soreness, but it is there. Uh, Denver doesn't scare me off as a matchup. Now, granted, it is in Denver and that altitude could become an issue. That's why I'm thinking there's a decent chance he could sit this one out, in which case uh, we'll likely see Scotty Barnes draw the start at point guard again. That would put Chris Boucher in play at 4,700 and Delano Banton in play at 3,200. So just the kind of situation we'd be looking at if he does sit. Now, I'm not really looking at too many other ancillary options like Siakam, Trent, or Scotty Barnes if Van Vliet does play. Um, Siakam, 8,900 is right where he should be, so he'd maybe be the one that kind of creeps in there. Uh, but then we're, we're in that 9K range where we have a lot of options. So I, I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go there. But at the moment, I think Van Vliet is the one guy that I have the most interest in on this team. On the Denver side of things, it starts and ends with Jokic. I'm never going to tell you not to play him. I, I told you I kind of see myself having more Giannis on this slate. But he's still an absolute stud. They both have 60-point floors, it feels like, in this matchup. I mean, play him. If you want to play him, play him. I, I think he's a great option. You're not going to hear too much more. I don't think I need to go into too much more. The guy's the front runner for the MVP. Uh, I mean, on the season, he's averaging 60 DK points at a 12-1. He may go under-owned. Uh, I doubt it, but he could. Uh, and then looking at if we see Barton, if we see Gordon sit. If Barton sits, I think that gives a nice little boost to Monte Morris at 5,200. I do have some interest in him if there is no Barton. Uh, we've been kind of seeing him put up routine 30 DK point games at 5,200. Sign me up. I'd be good there. And then if we see that Aaron Gordon's rolled out, it would pass a couple minutes along. 
you know, we'd see Jeff Green and Jamichael Green both get a little bit of a boost. I think it would be Jamichael Green's the guy that I'd be looking at at 3,900. Uh, I do think that he'd kind of creep in there as one of those value plays that we could consider. And then I think Jeff Green is in play regardless at 4,200. And then only gets a boost if we see that there is no Aaron Gordon. Sixth game of the night. Sacramento Kings traveling to Utah, taking on the Jazz. 230.5 game total. Jazz favored by 9.5 points here for the injury report. Nothing for the Jazz on the second half of back-to-back, but Terrence Davis has been ruled out, while Maurice Harkless and Jeremy Lamb are both questionable. We'll start off here with Sacramento. I'm not playing anybody here. That simple. Uh, maybe Dante DiVincenzo if Lamb happens to sit out another game, but in all reality, I just don't like this matchup, and I don't like this price tags for these players. I'm the Jazz. I look I look at Rudy Gobert, and I stare at him long and hard, and still, still ask myself, why is he 7,800? Um, <laughs> I just don't get it. I get, you know, granted, uh, he's taken a combined 12 shot attempts over the last three games. That's not what we want to see. But the rebounds continue to be there. The blocks will always be there. Yeah, this this feels like it has 40 DK points written all over it. This is a great matchup. The Kings stink against opposing centers. He's averaging 47 DK points in three matchups in only 31 minutes against his team this season. Sign me up. I am good for some Rudy. And then Mitchell's in a great spot, too, at 8,600. That feels slightly too cheap. Uh, he's another guy. He's averaged about 48 DK points in the three matchups against this team this season. I have no problems looking at Donovan Mitchell as well. Uh, when it comes down to him and Butler, I think I prefer Mitchell. But the problem is, is I don't know if I want to get Mitchell and Gobert exposure. So I probably would end up with more Butler. Although I do prefer Mitchell just raw points if you're just choosing between those two guys. Probably it for me. I think you know this is a great spot for a lot of these guys. So if you want to look at Clarkson, sure, why not? He's another guy that I think should be able to thrive in this type of matchup, but not something I'm overly excited about. Final game of the night, Washington Wizards traveling to Portland, taking on the Blazers. Game's coming in at a 219.5 game total. We have the Wizards favored by 5.5 points. It is the second half of the back-to-back. They're coming off of a LeBron 50-burger on them. And then for the Blazers, as we know, pretty much everybody, Eric Bledsoe, Joe Ingles, Damian Lillard, Nasir Little, D.D. Luizada, Joseph Nurkic, Anthony Simons, and Justice Winslow have all been rolled out. But we'll start off here with the Wizards. Back-to-back, good chance that Porzingis ends up sitting this one out. And if that's the case, we could see a small bump to pretty much everybody. I think that Gafford at 3,700 as he continues to start should get the majority of the center minutes. I'll probably actually chop him right down the middle with Thomas Bryant, but... Uh, I think the upside in both these guys are certainly there. Uh, you can take a look, pick your poison. I have no issues looking at either one of them. I think, obviously, Bryant has more of the offensive game. Gafford has the more defensive game. So, you can pick your poison there. They're both in play. Uh, I think that when it's all said and done, I'll probably end up having more Gafford. But, what's that to say? I think both these guys can easily get you 25 uh, and then looking at some of these other spots, I think Denny, Kuzma, both those guys will get a bump, especially if we see that Porzingis happens to sit, which I am fully expecting. Do I end up with either? Probably not. Um, I haven't been playing Kuzma. The, although this is a fantastic matchup, and I expect him to do well, especially with all the usage he has been getting, so I wouldn't fault if you wanted to go that way. But I, I just really haven't been playing too many shares of him at, when he's been in that high eight, like high eight, low nine price range. But again, if you're the type that likes to play him, I won't fault you. This is the type of matchup I would do it in. And sometimes I'm okay with taking it off the chin and missing the boat. It's pretty much what I've been doing all season long with him. Had him a couple times, but not on those monster nights. Uh, now looking on the other side of the ball, you can 
jump right back on that Brandon Williams bandwagon. Uh, I don't mind that one bit. At 6,200, he's certainly in play. Coming off of a dud game against Utah where they lost by almost 40 points. But we've seen the kind of upside this guy has. He's not afraid to shoot. He has 31 shot attempts in the two games that Simons has sat. The rebounds are there. Nothing really as far as the assist stats, but uh, kind of like a tweener guard that can easily get through four to five assists on a good night. So I, I don't mind looking at him one bit at 62. But I think Keon Johnson's still the guy that I find myself playing more often than not. You know, the minutes have been up 26, 29, and 30 over the past three games. In all those games, at least 25 DK points at 4,400. I talked about there not being a ton of great value. He feels like one of the ones that's a little bit more secure and concrete. So I do have plenty of shares of Keon Johnson coming in here. Probably going to avoid the front court as a whole. I think everybody is kind of priced appropriately. Eubanks at 52, Watford at 61. Don't see myself really going to too, too much here. Uh, outside of the two backcourt mates in Keon and in Williams. Um, maybe a Macklemore, who, but I think at this point they're going to get see what they can get out of Keon for the rest of the season, so I will look there for the most part. And that brings us home. That wraps up everything. As you know, we will slide over to our picks of the night, well, my picks of the night by myself. I'll give two of each category. Top tier, I'm looking at Giannis at 12-2. No, <laughs> no secrets there. Uh, plenty of guys that we could look at in this 8K range. You heard me mention several of them, but I do like Halliburton. I, I think the, I wish the price tag was in the 8 range, you know, 86 to 88, somewhere around there. Uh, but at 9K, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, squander it too, too much. I think that he's certainly in play. Just knowing that he's got one of the higher, I think, floors for guys in this range, uh, but still offers that 50-plus ceiling. I'm good with that. As long as Malcolm Brogdon's out, he is a fine option. Now we'll go to... The mid-tier range, and I'll look at Rudy Gobert at 7,800. Coming in at a price tag with a lot of these other centers, uh, I definitely think Rudy is in play. I expect him to be a little lower owned, knowing that there's so many other centers that we've talked about. But people will target Bam going against Cat. They'll target Vooch with no Levine, most likely. Uh, and they'll even look at guys like Mobley, who I think is probably going to be my other option at 75, because Mobley is certainly in play. Could look marketed. I could have went with either one of those guys. I think they're both play. But Mobley's just been extremely consistent. As long as the rebounds are in the double digit, he should have no problem paying off that price tag. And then I expect him to be because he's starting center. Uh, and then we'll go to our value plays. I'll leave it off right where I just spoke, and it'll be Keon Johnson, 4,400. I think a lot of people keep jumping right back to the Brandon Williams train, which there's no fault to you. I will have some shares of him as well. Uh, but we're getting a significant $1,800 discount where we're looking at Keon. Ownership will be much cheaper. And I think while Brandon Williams probably has the higher ceiling, uh, they both have pretty consistent floors right around the same range. So 25 to 30 DK points is what I'm expecting. And at 4,400, it's a solid value for what we have available at the moment. And then for the other value play, a couple ways we could go with this one. Uh, we could go with the centers over there in Washington. I think both those guys should have no problem really paying off that salary. Don't expect either one of them to kind of you know, ship it, but... I do think that if you need the value, it's there. But I will go with Grayson Allen at 3,900. Again, I just expect him to be utilized in this matchup. I think 26 to 30 minutes is in the cards. Probably closer to the middle of that. But um, just the type of matchup that Grayson Allen kind of thrives in. Fast-paced matchup. We should see a couple turnovers that he acquires steals on. Like maybe one to two steals in this one. Thinking double-digit points. Nothing more crazy. Four and four maybe is what we're looking at. But uh, just again, we don't have the best value options available. So I find myself going to the guys that have the minutes and have the consistency of putting up, you know, at least 20 to 22 DK points, but the ceiling of like 30 to 32 as well. Over to the Thrive Fantasy picks of the night. Plenty of options here. 
Uh, Vooch, looking at the rebounding total, it's 12.5. It's a high rebounding total. I'm going to say over, though. I'm going to go over on the 12.5 Vooch, going against that Cleveland front court. Uh, you know, Mobley, certainly capable of handling his own, but Jared Allen's normally the hog of the rebounds there. I think Vooch has the capability. It is more or less the points total of 110 that we're getting for the over. That has me interested. Uh, I think it should probably be like 100 or 105. But I'll take that at 12 and a half. We'll see where that goes and gets us. And then I like Halliburton at 25 and a half points plus assists for 100. Just talked about both these guys, and I think they're both in play for DFS. So, of course, I'm going to be interested in their in their prop line. So, sign me up. I'm good with both of those ones. Those are probably two of my favorite ones that I'm targeting on this slate. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Patria. M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Give me a follow. I will greatly appreciate that. And while you're you know, kind of doing that, maybe go check us out, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, rate, and review, it means the world to us over there, guys, we are trying to get that mark past 150, we're so close, so please, if you have the time, I do appreciate it, we'll be back tomorrow, it'll be Harris Handle in the morning, he'll be talking about that Sunday slate for you guys, and then we'll be jumping on Sunday night, both of us handling that Monday slate, so as always, guys, take care. Let's go out there and let's crush some GPPs. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.